Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, it's Jules here, and today I've got a really fun episode for you, and if you're someone who hates cooking or you know someone who hates cooking, this is the episode for you. So before we get into what we're going to cover today, I just thought I'd share a fun story from one of my coaching clients, Melanie, and she posted in our in our group a picture of a packet of potato chips with the uh, best before date circled so that it actually expired. And this was like a huge win for Melanie. So she's one of those people that like potato chips are her go-to thing. And in the past, like before she worked with me, there's no way there could be a packet of potato chips in the house without her devouring them. And so she's like, we've done a lot of work on helping her learn how to trust herself and also how to eat potato chips in a way where she really enjoys them, but also like stops when she's had enough. And so this has comes full circle in that now she can actually have chips in the house for so long that they actually go past their use by date. So I thought that was really a fun story to celebrate, Melanie. And yeah, so I thought we'd start with that. But anyway, back to the topic of hating cooking. So today, in terms of agenda, I'm just going to be talking about why some people hate the idea of cooking and really don't embrace it at all. And then I'll talk about you know, why cooking actually can be beneficial. And I'll share the story of um, Supraja, another of my coaching clients, and how she actually fell in love with cooking. Uh, It's something that she posted in the group that I'll I'll share with you. And then we'll talk about if you ever want to change your relationship with cooking, the steps to go about doing that. And then finally, I'll just share a key takeaway as I always do. So first of all, like, let's look at why people hate cooking in the beginning. And there's kind of two types of people in the world. There's people who love it or hate it. And really it all comes down to our thoughts about cooking. So for someone who hates cooking, generally they see it as a chore. They see it as another task to be done, something that, you know, same as doing the laundry or, you know, cleaning the house, that it's just another you know, piece of drudgery that we have to do in order to live. And the other reason I think people often hate cooking and they don't like cooking is that they're just not confident in doing it. So, you know, may have tried in the past or they just were never taught. And uh, I think that is a huge thing. And then the other reason I think people shy away from cooking is that they have an expectation of what it should look like. And, you know, they've watched TV chefs and they've read, you know, fancy cookbooks and they have this idea that it needs to be complicated or it needs to be, you know, a certain food look needs to be a certain way in order to taste good. And I think those three things, it's like how you're thinking about it and the expectations that you have are the reason why you either love cooking or hate it. So that's why people hate it. But for me, I absolutely love it. And the thing is that my thoughts about cooking are very different. I don't see it as a chore. I see it as a privilege. I see it as fun. I love like preparing dinner. It's like my time to relax. It's my time to have some creative expression. I completely uh, just, you know, I love it because I see the, the value in it. If you hate it, it's just the thoughts that you're having about cooking and you can change your thoughts. So you can change your relationship to cooking. So that brings us nicely to like, why is cooking a good idea? And I think the first thing to think is that really like you don't have to cook. Like nobody has to these days. Like there's so many options in terms of you know being able to shop and buy 
pre-prepared things, getting you know, restaurants to get in delivery. Like there's so many options for food that we don't have to cook if we don't want to. And it's completely fine. Like there's no problem with that at all. Um, so if that's you, definitely, you know, keep doing that. Like don't ever feel like you should do cooking. But if you're curious and you like, you know, there's a little part of you that goes, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind being good at cooking. I wouldn't mind actually having that that creative outlet. Then let's talk about why it actually can be beneficial. So for me, like it, cooking brings so much pleasure. It's a chance for me to nurture myself, but also take care of my family and my loved ones. Food really brings people together. And there's nothing like, you know, sharing a meal and being able to cook for your friends and family. Yeah, I see it as an opportunity to be creative and to, you know, create something concrete. Like so much of our work and our world these days is, you know, on the computer, it's concepts. We don't actually have something tangible to show for our efforts. Whereas in the kitchen, you have this bowl of soup, you have this cake at the end of your, your efforts. So for me, that's really rewarding. The other really important reason why I think cooking is a good idea and why if you have any inclination, it is worth developing. It's just because you have better quality ingredients and you have control over the ethics, the sustainability of those ingredients, you know, where they've come from. It's an opportunity for you to support local business by, you know, going, supporting local farmers. And just, if you think about like just the economics of food production is that if you're even like, you know, restaurants and cafes that really care about food, they still need to make a profit. And so the amount of margin that they have to spend on ingredients isn't the same as if you're just buying ingredients yourself to cook yourself. So you really are able to treat yourself to better quality ingredients if you're cooking for yourself. And then also like it generally is healthier. Like you know exactly what's gone into it. Like you haven't put any weird, crazy, you know, chemicals or preservatives in it because you just, you wouldn't do that. So the great thing is that if you've got sugar or flour or butter or whatever, it's, you know, exactly what's there. So there's no hidden, hidden nasties. And generally, you know, we, we tend to cook things for ourselves that are, that are more healthy. So that's another reason, but I think that's not as important as the, the pleasure of it and, you know, being, having that chance for creative expression. And the other reason, of course, why cooking is a good idea is that you do you will save money. Like it's unless you're eating like you know really crappy processed fast food, you are going to save money if you're cooking for yourself. So, and everyone who does cook for themselves does notice that. So, if you're not sold on it, of course you don't have to come back to that. But if you're curious, I'll just share Sapraj's story. So one of my coaching clients and how she uh, went from. To, to learning to love to cook. So Sapraja wrote in the group responding to a Christiane, who's another, another person in the group, who mentioned she hates the chore of cooking. And up until recently, I did too. So this is how I've now fallen in love with it instead. So first I plan a, this is Sapraja talking, first I plan a weekly menu in advance and shop for all the ingredients at once. So I know exactly what and how I will be making dinner. So then second thing Sapraja said was, you know, I know the most annoying parts of my cooking are mincing garlic and ginger and chopping onions. So I now batch process large amounts of these, store them in cubes, which I pull out from the freezer ready to cook. So she's made it easier for herself. The third thing she said is uh, one of the biggest tricks of all is I pair cooking with a distraction that I love, YouTube. So I follow tons of channels from cooking, music, lifestyle, fitness, and 
love to cook with videos and music running in the background on my iPad. It's actually something I look forward to now, cooking with YouTube. Since um, you mentioned this, Christiane, calling friends serves as a useful distraction, I thought I would mention what worked for me. And then fourth thing Surprise said, I also clean up as I cook, so I'm not thrust with the chore I hate even more at the end of the meal. And then the final thing Surprise says there is like having home cooked healthy food in the fridge at any time is a blessing, like a healthy vending machine at our disposal. So let's talk about the steps. If you are curious about learning how to change your relationship with cooking and become someone who actually enjoys it, then the first step really is just to decide that you're going to change, that you want to be this person who learns to cook. And then what Surprise did, I really encourage you to like, how can you make it easier for yourself? So Surprise has identified that, you know, chopping garlic and onions is a pain for her. So if she does it in bulk, that just makes it easier. So what can you do to make life easier for yourself? And I think the, one of the things I really recommend for people working with me is to just start small. Like you don't bite off more than you can chew, literally and metaphorically. Uh, just really, how can you make it as easy as possible to get started? Then next step is really planning ahead is so key to this because if you don't have ingredients in the house to make a certain meal, then you, you, you can't cook. So it's really important. It doesn't have to be weekly, but you know, rather than doing it meal to meal, if you have some sort of system in place that just you've got the ingredients, you know what you're going to be making. So you can just walk into the kitchen and start cooking. So it takes that mental energy out of it when you're tired at the end of the day, which I think that's another reason why people hate it. It's just like if they have to think about what they're going to cook, get the ingredients and then start cooking, it's a lot to do. Whereas if you already know, you've already decided, you've already got the ingredients, it's a much easier thing to do after work. And then finally, I think, and this is like the most important thing with any habit that you want to form is that you're actually enjoying the process. And Surprise has done a great job of that with like cooking with YouTube. And for me, like I used to really struggle with cleaning up. I used to hate it. And I now like I make myself a cup of tea. I have a bit of a ritual around it. I make myself a cup of tea and I listen to audiobooks, like a, a novel that I'm reading and cleaning up is actually now a time that I look forward to. It's like completely changed it because I've added in that extra part to it that makes it fun. So, and I've changed my thoughts around it as well. So that is in a nutshell how we do it. So deciding you want to change, making it as easy as possible yourself, planning ahead and making it fun. So the key takeaway from today I want you to think about is like, you don't have to cook, of course, but it can be incredibly rewarding. And do you really want to be missing out on this opportunity for pleasure? The other thing is like, anyone can learn to love cooking. It's really just a matter of thinking about it differently. So if you, of course, you can welcome to follow the steps that I've just outlined, but if you want a simple, doable, step-by-step process that's going to make this even easier for you, I invite you to join my um, meal planning program. It's called Simple Meal Plans. In that, I actually have a process broken down so that you can walk, it walks you through step-by-step how to become someone who loves cooking and someone who has this habit of meal planning. Uh, So if you're interested in that, you can just Google Stone Soup, which is my blog. Um, So Stone as in rock and soup as in bowl of, click on the meal plans tab and you'll get more information about simple meal plans there. So I hope you found that helpful and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes. 
simple whole foods for joyful weeknight dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.